Good morning, Die Harders. Who's ready to live for your Die Hard? This is Moonlight Kingdom, and this episode will primarily be focused on Ant-Man Quantumania, as I am joined by my guest right here, right now, on this first ever episode of Moonlight Kingdom. snap would have been like when covid hit because the whole the whole fucking world shut down similar to how in endgame you saw like yeah niggas died so yeah like half the population it wasn't half the earth's population but like you know like a hundred you know something like that yeah yeah so we can relate to oh this is how this was like the people must have been feeling in that period because when you look in Endgame, yeah. like, the streets are empty. Even though it's not it's immediately empty. after the snap, but the streets are still empty, man. Like Exactly. Like, lights are off, stores are closed, foreclosure. Like, trash is piling up and shit. Just, dude. Oh, man. It was... Crazy, it's crazy, though. Man, like... And that's how it felt. That's for real how it felt. It's like, and now that it's coming to an end, it's like, thing is with um with the MCU, we don't really see the results of the second snap. We don't really see yeah. how the world reacted to everyone coming back. We just jump ahead to oh everything's good now, you know, just yeah. we've all adjusted, and that was a real missed opportunity because like Endgame, we at least got a scene of like Cap at that like support group meeting but in the subsequent movies we don't really get much to show how people reacted to everyone just coming back but in our world exactly it just it just happened yeah it just happened and everyone was cool with it but in our world the end of the pandemic like we experienced that and would you say it came gradually that things just reset back to normal or was it just one day okay i don't have to wear a mask anymore no more sanitizing you know just i definitely feel like it was a process yeah yeah like i definitely feel like we sort of had to get get used to letting our guard down because for the because for the longest time what we were doing was that even though things were quote unquote okay, you know, people were still wearing masks, they were still wearing gloves, they were still like they were still doing everything. Mm. But I feel like it definitely took time to readjust and to get used to once more the notion that we can do certain things that for the longest time we have not been able to do. Yeah. And for yeah. a long time, there was that um, 
uh, no traveling in large groups, the social distancing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we still do it, mm. especially that whole social distancing. Oh, you're sick, fucking, you know, two feet back. Yeah. Don't even try me. Like, dude, I I, I do that yeah. in class, man. Like, if I see like like a kid has been sniffling a bit, I'm like, what's going on? For some reason, they always feel the need. Like, when I ask them to tell me what's happening, they always feel the need to walk right up to explain. I can see, like, your nose is kind of running. I'm like, whoa, stand there and say what you want to think. Like, uh, state if, your business. Dude, even if it's just flu, you still like, whoa. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Man, kids are messy. I understand. Bruh, hey, it was bad, man. Like, dude, I got to tell you, this week, like, four kids... In the beginning of the week, like two people, where they were, like they were kind of sluggish. They were sneezing a lot. One was sneezing a lot. The other was coughing a lot. The next day, those two oh kids didn't God. show up to school. Okay, whatever. That same day, another two kids. One was coughing. One was sneezing. After that, they didn't show up. Like at the end of the week, five people. Oh at the end of the week, dog, five people I weren't absent. Just. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm watching all this, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get a fucking mask again, man. Like, Jesus, there's a bug going on in here. Oh, like. my God. <laughs> Jeez. Bro, you were living in fucking Eye of Legend. That's crazy. Dude. Dude, I was really... The, That's insane. I straight up said that I'm not coming in tomorrow the day I saw that my mentor teacher was also sick. That moment, I was like, I'm not coming God, here tomorrow. <laughs> I don't care if you deduct my push, yeah, dude. Yeah, because like you're next. Yeah. If the teacher's getting sick, you're next. dog. <laughs> I'm not coming Yeah, like, dog. if the nigga above you is sick, my guy, retreat. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it was a Friday, so it wasn't, there wasn't anything going on that day anyway. But still, though, I was just like, nah, I can't come in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I've got a thing, safe. you know, <laughs> like there's something going on. I need to Definitely. be there for whatever, whatever. But yeah, the, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk. Oh, before we dive into Quantum Mania, there's a question that was yes, asked sir. the last time that we never got around to because like the signal crapped out. Um. I wanted to ask, oh, yes, yes. as the most casual of casual viewers of the WWE and knowing of Logan Paul, I would ask you, would you say Logan Paul being in WWE and performing to a level that is above those who are active wrestlers on the WWE roster, even though he is a part-time guy, is helping or hurting the WWE? Like... You could look at it from two perspectives. The first perspective would naturally be that, well, truly he's helping them. He's giving them publicity. He's, you know, he's bringing lights to adult media. Or, on the other hand, you can say that it's hurting the brand because it's essentially undermining WWE by contrasting Logan's moves, which are executed better, which in his case would, I guess, be executed real like, like realistically, like actually executed, uh, you know, no safety, no training, none of that stunt work shit, you know, 
it could be mis it could be misconstrued or properly construed. I don't know. It depends how you see it. Could be seen as him undermining them by showing just how fake and weak the acting is and the stunt work. You know, you could also argue that. You could argue that he should just stick to his own thing. You know, and not try to kind of assimilate other fourteen mediums and you know tries to dominate like his brother unsuccessfully so and whatnot. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Jake Paul, do you think that one day, despite all that he said against Dana White and the UFC, that he could one day show up in the octagon? Yeah, but it would take a big paycheck. You're looking at about at least 30M's, at least, just to, just to make a camera appearance. That's at least 30M's. Yeah. You know Flo was getting like 150, so... Mm. Yeah, I think they can definitely manage to scrounge up a measly 30. A little bit. Yeah, it's definitely would be interesting to see though um yeah so okay then that's out of the way the the paul business to one side that answers that cliffhanger because i remember last time we spoke that was literally the last thing we edited to i even typed in the description of the episode like this episode ends on a cliffhanger just (laughs) oh shit but yeah Anyway, moving on. Um, The first movie in the fifth phase of the MCU, Ant-Man Quantumania. Before we dive into it, what were your thoughts on the movie? Like, if you had to give it a rating, what would you give it? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be so honest right now. And I know I'm going to get so much hate and it's fine. I have thick skin. But that movie was a solid, crisp, absolute four out of ten. Four, really? It was, it was brutal. It was, ah, it was so repetitive. It was so uninspired. It was so contained. It was unimaginative. So underscape, scared to take bold risks like uh it was so disappointing and i thought that it would be so good because peyton did say that it would be or he at least tried to make the movie on the scale of an avengers movie in obviously storytelling and scale but oh my god that was a week and what a horrible horrible misuse of um, the brilliant and the esteemed, I might add, William Jackson Harper uh, and Bill Murray, but maybe a little bit less on him given his dubious history. But uh, just oh, mm, frustrating, frustrating, sad, and worrisome extremely worrisome yeah yeah from like my point of view like the character william jackson harper played the the mind guy i'm i just feel like 
there wasn't much difference between him here and him on like the good place. You know, just yeah, like they wasted him, bro. Yeah, it was just so like I mean, first of all, there's so many this movie is so many. Personally, I solely on the presence of Jonathan Majors and what he brings with his this yeah. version of Kang. Like, okay, I like the idea. He's a good Kang. Yeah. He's a really good Kang. I like I like the idea yeah. that each at each new appearance he has in the MCU is going to be different. It's going to be a different Kang. It's not going to be the same guy over the course of the films. Yeah. But that creates a problem because okay, every time we see him and he portrays a good Kang, like we can praise it all we want, but it's still going to suck cuz we know like, oh, this one's definitely going to die at the end, so we can see the next one. So him having a really great performance, it's like, I mean, it sucks because we'll never see it again. Do have to die? Do that? Because how do you know that this Kang died? How do we actually know that? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, Getting dude, sucked into something is not really dead. It's not really. Come on. When has getting sucked into something ever meant death? A black hole. I mean, when a character gets sucked into a black hole, that's. That's pretty much death, so... Well, if you can't breathe in space, if you can't breathe in space, then... Uh, but if you don't need to breathe in, in the vacuum of space, you'll just be in another dimension. But getting sucked in, you just got sucked in, bro. Right right now, he's on another side. He's around. They said he was dead the, this is, in the post-credits. This is, this is still the same... Yeah. This is still the same guy we, we were supposed to see in Kang Dynasty. Kang with the lines. This is main main Kang, not Ramatuts. Not like this is this is main guy, not Franklin or no. This is a V Kang. So we have to stick with him. It's kind of like Vincent. It's kind of like Vincent D'Onofrio in. Um, Hawkeye, like, oh, is he dead? No, 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 he's very much alive. We will see him. He's also very much alive, and we will see him. No, but that was obvious. I mean, obviously, they didn't say Kingpin will return, but we know he's going to return. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, with Kingpin... I... Yeah. Also very disappointed at the fact that... I don't know, like, there wasn't much more done stake-wise... To give us something to hold on to and go fuck, fuck, fuck. Case in point, um, I really thought that Hope and Scott would be trapped there momentarily, of course, and they'd have to find an alternative means yeah. to get somewhere, and that would maybe lead them somewhere else. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, very disappointed that they were out in 20 seconds of them being stuck in there. That was very like. Uh, just yeah. why? What yeah, was I thought, the point? I thought that too, because when of... when Hope went back mm. to like save to like stop Kang from getting out, and then the portal closed, I'm like, oh fuck, are they like trapped here now? Like, and to and to save Scott as well. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the most the most clear cut form and example of love. She sacrificed her life in the real world to save Scott and prevent Kang from getting out. And she literally trapped herself in the process. Willingly. 
first God, and that's love. And I thought that there would be something with that. You know, maybe we time skip in another movie and they have a kid in the quantum realm. Whatever, you know, fuck it. Why not? You know, obviously Kang has some, Kang has some like leftover tech. So, you know, hey, fucking repurpose that. You're smart, right? Yeah. I assume that's where your daughter got her intelligence from, not the mother. So, fuck, man, do something. Do something with hope. He's also smart. Like, fuck. You know? It was frustrating. Yeah. They immediately undercut that moment. But another frustrating moment in... I mean, not moment, but like a plot thread throughout the film was um, Hope's mom like refusing to tell them anything. Like, what the fuck? She yeah, got... Dude! Like, it's blue balls. The whole movie... And the truth never like, even really comes out. Jesus. Like, we know the truth, but they don't even, like, truly, truly fuck. The whole movie, even, like, right after they land, they're like, where are we? What's going on? And she's like, she's just like, be quiet and follow me. Like, there's no time to explain. Yes, there is. Like, nobody's chasing you. You're just walking through the fucking woods. You can explain now. Just... Uh. Seriously, man, like, there's no way he could... You're telling me, as smart as he is, as powerful as he is, bro. there's no way he could get down there and get his call back? Oh, 20 years, bro. That was, a, that was a flashback, bro. Janet had less wrinkles and black hair or gray hair. I was like, my nigga, why is it taking you 20 years to get the fuck out of here? Why don't you just fucking spend a week... Tinkering like Tony Stark and get the fuck out of it. Like, Dude. oh no, man. His whole plan crazy. of escape relies on Scott being there and having his ability to shrink. Dude, Just... like, bro, tell me you can't, you can't get like a little robot, a little nano robot thingy to fly up there. Like, you're telling me you can do nothing? You're hopeless? You're hopeless? Are you being for real? Nah, man. That's wild. Yeah, it's... And also, how does that engine becoming, like, supersized make it like a galaxy? Is, is there a galaxy inside? Is that what makes it a battery? And it's basically a universe? Or like a... I don't know. It's a star system? Like, fuck. With, like, creating yeah. all the different possibilities of, like, Scott and... It just, uh, bro. It's like a. I think it's literally like a miniaturized universe. Cause why the fuck is it got stars and you know everything swirling when it's like big? It's like the size it's of a baseball, man. It's I mean in its normal state, it's roughly the size of a baseball. 
You're telling me within all that, there's this shit? Just... I mean, look. Okay, given that it's it's comics universe, I'm not mad at that. What I'm mad at is why he couldn't put it back together himself. Or what he needed, he he needed pin particles. That wasn't the problem, man. He needed pin particles, essentially. Because how is he going to shrink it? It Come just... On, dude, it asked the question... Man. So what was his plan if Scott and them didn't send signals down the quarter? Was he just going to stay there? Like, and what if Scott didn't have any pin particles? You know? Or what if... Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, like, what was his plan? Yeah, it's... Has he just been waiting 20 years for anyone with pin particles? Does he even know what pin particles are? Because the only reason why he he's asking for Scott's help is because Scott, Scott has them and Scott can shrink his engine. How the fuck does he know what pin particles are? I mean, he was down there with dude's... I mean, dude's wife, so... Like... Yeah, I mean, she didn't have any. And... She didn't have any, and not unless it's from one of his past lives, you know. Oh, I've killed you before, you know, head ass. You know? Oh, because maybe he's killed them, so he's familiar with Ant-Man's powers. Okay. Except that doesn't make sense, because when he saw him, he was like, you're not the one with the hammer. Like, he didn't, like, he had no clue who the fuck this was. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Bro, like, you can clearly see that's not Thor at all. He's not even the same height, not even the same... Like, nothing is similar. Or maybe, or maybe it was, like, a bad joke. I don't know, man. Yeah. Also, for a being this powerful, like, in the trailer, that scene where he flies down to the ground and he, like, blurts out this massive energy blast, it looks like, oh, fuck, Kang is here. Like, he's gonna mm. annihilate everything. But in the movie, he comes down, he lets out that blast, and it takes out, like, one row of people each. Yeah. It doesn't immediately like wipe the guys. field. Like, dude. Like, it's not even explosive. Like, I would assume, like, a Mark 85, like, repulsor does more damage than those fucking beam thingies. Like, what the hell is that? And he's, and he's like, he's screaming for his life. Yeah, he's firing there. But, like, bro, nothing is happening. Like, you're not... You're not under threat, like, dude. Know. This is nothing. Just why? And exactly. What, just uh, why is he down like, on the ground? Like, this, like, dude, fly over this, this shit. This man, this man thinks that he's like, I don't know. He thinks he's fucking Thanos or something. I don't even know. Jesus, man. Thing is, also, this doesn't make Thanos is smarter than this dude because Thanos had an army. And he had gunships and shit. And he used all that. Kang is down there by himself. Where's his army? Where did his army go? Where'd all those ships go? Just... Oh, shit, man. But still, though, the... Very... The idea that... He he even says in the film, I've crushed... It's like, you think this is anything? I've crushed rebellions before. Then why aren't you, man? Why is this taking so long? What? Yeah. Uh, 
Like, are you telling me that you're that powerless without your chair, bro? How did you even make it in the first place? Without your chair? It makes no sense. super strong i mean i get it he's human obviously but you know even even with that suit on he's just a guy you know he's just having a regular punch out with you know ant-man good i mean old fisticuffs good I'm, old yeah average human strength fisticuffs i mean he did or maybe strong guy fisticuffs. yeah like let's say super soldier levels because he broke that helmet you know he did crush the shit out of that helmet but like his punches was just like bloodying up Ant-Man. Like he was still alive. Like he wasn't even knocked out and cast nothing. Yeah. I feel like if any any person with the right wrapping around his hand can punch the glass of a car window, you know what I mean? Yeah. You see the right protection. It doesn't take a lot of effort. But... And I think that the same obviously goes towards the helmet, especially since he's also kicking it in and using his leg strength, because obviously leg strength is monumentally superior than arm strength. It's like, what, like five times roundabout? Yeah. So it's it's like, okay, so okay, he's breaking his helmet, but then that's like normal, man. Like a, like a crackhead who's getting recorded on TikTok can do that, you know what I mean? Or like a very angry patron. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't really deem it as like amazing. I just didn't feel that sense of power that we were promised. Like, yes, phenomenal portrayal. But he lacked like the power, man. Just like the, the devastating power. Like even without his chair, he is still devastating. Yeah. But nah, he was on the road. He was on the road. What do you mean on the ropes? What the hell? This is Kang. Yeah, it's 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 it, he's definitely slightly okay, not okay, not even slightly, but he's definitely weaker. Dude. Like just looking at him compared to his what is it? Is it Avengers or his Mighty's Heroes? I'm not sure which Avengers series it was. But it was the episode where he showed up and he just he just takes the Avengers to the future, and he's like, "Look what you do by oh yeah, you know, it was uh, Captain America." It was on really Disney. An episode. Yeah, that show on Disney. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, really an episode. That Kang is Kang. That is Kia. That is like the number one G. The guy we had in the, in, in that movie, well, it was Bang. It was not Kang. Mm. It was Bang, bro. Yeah, the Chinese knockoff. Just a phone call. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. But, dude. Yeah, no. There was also... He... It's clear that he has powers. You know, it is clear that dude can, like, shoot energy beams and manipulate, like, matter when he's, like... You know, like, the, the Star Wars using the Force to lift objects. He's, yeah, like... Yeah, when he's holding uh, Scott's yeah. daughter. So I'm questioning, why doesn't he just do that? If you have the power to, like, lift someone up into the air without touching them, yeah. why are you engaging in fisticuffs? Just... Bro, if you can use the force, 
Fucking throw a rocket there. Throw a moon. Throw an asteroid. Like, throw something. Yeah. You know, don't just stand there and try and engage in fisticuffs. What do you mean, bro? What do you mean, fisticuffs? Are you crazy? Yeah. It's egotistical, in my opinion. Very egotistical. The, um... Uh, there was something like that in Batman Brave and the Bold when Darkseid came to Earth and he invaded and like Batman called him out for a fight and he was like well it's been a while since I've had to like physically like since he's physically been in a fight so it's like okay like he'll indulge him and you know Batman doesn't outmuscle the dude but he's able to like outmaneuver him and ultimately that's what leads to his downfall so just yeah, and he was like, um, you're trying to bait me in there. And he's like, fine, I'll bite. I haven't been in a fight in a while anyway. And he still gets Dude! Bumped. Like, you how can... are you going to go in with the notion knowing that, oh, okay, I know you're playing me, but it's fine. And you still get fucked up. What Dude. are you talking about, man? Oh, Jesus, man. I, that, that was... I, I think in that moment, they tried to make Batman... They wanted to show, like, hey, Batman is so bad that he can outfight Darkseid. But the downside is it makes yeah. Darkseid look dumb. Like, uh. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, Batman's reaction speed is, is second to none. His martial arts scaled up, you know, are formidable across the multiverse. Whatever. So that makes him easily able to... You know, do a little one-two combo on Darkseid. Push him back with his body weight, mind you. His solidity, right? Push him back, make him stumble, make him, you know, go for his bearings and whatnot. And still be fine and still be ready to, like, run up on him again. That's, like, that's not even superhuman. That, that is God. Yeah. So what do you mean fucking, you fucking you Superman. Struggles with dark side. Superman. Bro, like you're out here delivering kicks, like you're kicking a fucking uh, a fucking lackey. Like come on, dude. Just thing is, not only does it make dark side look dumb, but it actually kind of makes Superman look weak because he goes toe to toe with dark side and he just barely makes it at times. When Batman does it, Bro. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Batman has, like, the most insane plot armor. <laughs> because it's always evolving. It's yeah. always becoming something different. You know, they're always adding the fact that, oh, okay, now can can pretend to die. Or, actually, how's about this? He can die, but he can bring himself back from the dead. Because he knows death. Because death owes a favor to Constantine. And Constantine told Batman that if he ever dies, just to contact death and let him know what's happening. Like, you know, that's the kind of blood armor that Batman has. It's, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. Like, he knows death. Or oh, another time, he plummets down to Earth and he's fine. You know? Yeah. Something about food is combusting, oxygen level low. Nigga, you should be fried. Yeah, re-entering the atmosphere, dude, that's hot. That's an immeasurable level of heat, dude, like... My uh, guy, the ceramic on spaceships comes back orange-red. 
from space missions. So you're gonna tell me you in your fucking homemade little suit there, you're surviving, landing in the fucking Swiss Alps in a in a in a fucking side of a mountain. You're coming out to like dusting yourself off, and then putting on your bad, you know, your bad fur and your goggles and just walking away like a badass. Fuck you. And you're a man. Fuck you. Nah, bro. Fuck you. That's crazy. I could somewhat buy that when, like, Superman does it, because you Superman, like, say, like, Superman, even, even the Flash, I would buy it, you know, because maybe he can fall better, just because he's fast, yeah, but Batman, he's just a guy, man, he's just a guy, you're a guy, bro, (laughs) oh, it, but, you know, Batman's feats, they've kind of been off, for like the past, let's say 20, 35 years. Really? Even off, you know. This guy, you know, he's he stated to be able to lift, you know, 800 to 1,000 pounds. You know, he's out here with like a 0.2 reaction time. He's out here with like a fucking 60 inch vertical leap. You know, he's out here throwing people over his shoulder who weigh like three times more than him. You know, he's he's fucking denting walls with his fists. Like he's doing crazy things as as a as a guy, as a G U Y. Not a S U P R S O L D I E R. As a guy. So hey man, Batman's stats, I feel like DC don't know what a super soldier is. And I feel like they need to update it. Yeah. What you want them to give him a serum to be like this explains no, how he's so. Serum, but like, I don't know, man. DC is mystical. It's, 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 it's not a regular world. Maybe he trained so hard, he unlocked his limiter. It's bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's literally. That is some Dragon Ball magic. shit, man. Just that's straight up Dragon Balls. Just. No, it's One Punch Man, but like. Uh. You know, why why can't Batman pull a fight aside Hammer? Why can't he? There's magic, there's goblins and demons and fairies and witches. Why? Why can't it be magic and he demons and think about it? <laughs> I mean about it. he's done why? demons before, dude. I mean he knows Constantine. Of course he's battled demons before, so You know? Yeah. What what is the difference between the White Punch Man universe and DC? They're heroes. They fight crime. Yeah, the gods are real. So thing. that's another yeah. thing, dude. In in the uh, in the MCU, the gods are real, yep. like Thor and whatever. And we don't really see their action. I can I can get that weird shit happens on the reg. But in DC, fucking Zeus mm-hmm. and Ares and all those motherfuckers are real. Not just real, but they're interacting with the world, and they go toe to toe with the likes of Wonder weird. Woman. No one gives a shit. Nobody has anything to yeah, say. No one cares. Like, fuck, man. Zeus is played by that bodybuilder guy. Yeah, that was. He's only acted a couple times, and mostly it's a Zeus or some tough guy. Yeah, I remember he was in this one movie. Wasn't he Hercules? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Wasn't Hercules? It was. He was. He was Samson in this one movie. He was Samson. Yeah. yeah. That guy just gets cast as the buff guy who can, like, fuck shit up. 
that's that's his typecast oh, like, at this point. <laughs> what a what a crazy thing to be known for. Oh yeah, no pop gun. Buff yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. No buff guy. Yeah. It's. I mean, this not. It's. There's not a lot of acting involved. I mean. I mean, you're. If you whether you're yeah. Sam, he didn't have a single line of dialogue in that movie. So, I mean, mm-hmm. can you really call it acting? And I definitely. Yeah. I feel like Gunn could repurpose him more. Really? Into but the also, new. But also, Ish man, the English. You know, the thing is, you might look good, bro. But you need to sound good too. You need to sound good. You can't just just look good. Mm. You need to act. You need to have. You need to have great And ish, I feel like. I feel like if you're if you're just taking a bodybuilder from Brazil, who does some like physical roles. Uh, yeah. Idea. Asking for a bad time. I mean, it looks good in that montage where they're fighting back Darkseid. That's the problem. It yeah. looks good. But now, yeah. imagine him conversating with Diana. That would be rough, dude. That would be rough. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot can act. So, yeah. I mean, who yeah. knows, man? She could like carry him through the performance. I mean, it's it's been done before. Like seasoned actors help rookies all the time. It has. It has. Yeah, I just feel like he's very much in a situation now where he's kind of getting typecast. Yeah. You know, he's just a big guy. That's all he's known for being a big guy. A guy, like, oh, we need a guy with size. Let's get this motherfucker. Hey, dog, it's like better it's than, it's way better than um the guy who looks just like Tupac. He can only ever be Tupac in his fucking movies. Nobody's ever going to cast yeah, him to play anyone else. <laughs> oh, it, okay, you know what, though? I can't imagine him. If he was a nose piercing I can imagine him as like a junior hard-headed detective in a New York-centered Chicago corrupt cop movie, corrupt buddy cop movie kind of thing. Dude. Like a like a lethal weapon, but a much more serious kind of, you know. Dude. I can picture him like that. Dude, you literally just described the last movie Tupac ever did, dog. He was this cop in this movie with James Belushi. Really? <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> you just oh, described shit. Tupac's that movie. movie. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm going to say the detective the, should be played by, like, oh, either dude. Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, hmm. or... I'll take Adam Sandler. What? Adam Sandler. Think about it. Really think about it, Adam. Man. Come on. But you Adam can't... Sandler corrupt pop. Think about it. Bro, think about it. Nah, dude, nobody's take... cook. Nobody's gonna take that shit seriously, man. Like Adam Sandler out here taking bribes and shit. Come on, man. Bro, think about it, man. This is sad, man. <laughs> it's sad, man. Oh damn! 
would be goofy as hell, but I can see it, though. Just... <laughs> oh. Maybe a, um... Maybe you'll enjoy an iced tea more. Jesus, bro. That macabre shit, but yeah. Hey, the Sandman. Iced tea. Shit. Oh, man, but there's, um... Wait, speaking of weird comedians in pretty serious roles, there's this movie that Martin Lawrence was in. It's this horror movie where he's this homicide detective and he's tracking a copycat serial killer and he has to commute, has to like talk with the original killer that he put in jail all these years ago and like find out if like he's got an apprentice and shit. And I'm, I'm just looking at this trailer, I'm like, what the fuck is, this is weird. He he feels like oh he feels like he doesn't belong in this movie. Not knocking his performance or anything. It's just this is a what the it's like a it's a straight up horror movie and and you got all this shit going on and in the middle of it there's Martin Lawrence. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> he he stands out. He should not be in this movie. Yeah, dude, like, he's the one guy in the whole movie who sticks out. It's like, what the hell? Is, why are you But like your Mind Cage. Yeah, it's called Mind Cage. I'm just look, seeing him there and I'm like, is this a comedy? Like, are you like the, like the wisecracking detective? But no, dude, no. He plays his role like... What, what are you going for? Yeah, like, he's as straight-laced as can be, dude. He's dead serious with this shit. Like, huh, okay. Like, this movie's got John Malkovich in it. Like, he's the serial killer, so I'm like... So everyone else fits this genre and fits this tone, and then there's Martin Lawrence. It's like, hmm, okay. Maybe he's trying something new. Maybe he's trying to reshape his career. But like it's kind of late, though. Mm. Be a mid fifties badass. Yeah. Basically, the John. It's basically like the John Wickification or the Taken occasion. Yeah, but Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was already established. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't an action guy, but he was already an established actor by that point. Hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty much the take of the takeification. Yeah. Uh dude, like take it with taken movies, Liam Neeson effectively like took the torch from Steven Seagal. I mean like <laughs> even Bobby Thingy has gone through it now. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, that movie Nobody, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was mostly They're all just taken. I think that started with Better Call Saul. Cause you know, before that, all he did was comedy. Now, he's doing more serious shit. Yeah, no, what I mean by, like, you know, the certification or the genreification is when an actor who does moderately lighthearted to average roles suddenly does an extremely badass role where they're just, like, this indestructible person. The Matrix, you know, excluded, like, sci-fi. This is more like grounded in reality. This is a real, you know, tough guy, toughest guy in the world. No one can take him out. Yeah. You know, 
Except for that last one, though. Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, he's gonna get revenge. It's... I don't know. What would you call it? Would you call it the Jason Bourneification? The Ethan Huntification? Honestly... Of an actor's career? If I had to give it a name, I... It's more like Taken, because... Because yeah. Neeson never had a serious role up until then. He was mostly like a grounded guy in a comedy theater. He did some dramas. I mean, he did Star Wars. I feel like him being a badass. So, yeah. Yeah, but like, Taken was like his real career shift moment where it's like, oh shit. Plus, you know, it helps that he's like six seven. Yeah. You know, so he's a, he's a physically imposing guy. But by so that... I think yeah. since Neeson was not like that before... Maybe you can call it that. Yeah. Since, you know, Tom Cruise already was like a badass guy by that point. Like, personally, I'd like to call it the, the Wickening, because with John Wick... Keanu Reeves had done action movies, sure, but like that was the movie that really breathed new life into his career. Because before that, he was floundering. Exactly. And the action genre. Yeah. Exactly. In 2014, the biggest genres were like fucking sci fi, MCU, superheroes. Oh, look at that. You know, animation was down. You know, action was down. Romance was down. 2014, the only movies that were like showing were like little gripping shit, serious, rounded, and muted, and color graded. 2014 was a very interesting year. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. a lot of change went on. I mean, thanks larger that John Wick showed like people still want to see action movies. You know, people still love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the last real action movie, probably, like, a Die Hard. Yeah, that was in, like... That society had seen at that point. The last real action movie was, like, Die Hard. That was, like, 2007, Like, action movies had... Yeah, yeah, like, the the last one. I think it was, like, three or something, right? Yeah. That is, like, the last point when everyone was like, oh, well, you know... This genre is dying. All these actors are in their 50s now. Back then, you know. They're yeah. much older now. I mean, that was The Expendables. But that but, was an ensemble film. It didn't have, like, yeah, one main yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it was, and it was more of, like, a... It was a love letter. So, you know, it definitely... Yeah. It lies in its own genre. Because there's several, you know, references and stuff like that. Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very much like a self-referential love letter. Yeah, there are those little moments. Especially to yeah. the actor's own careers. Yeah, it mm. certainly is. Like, um, the scene where Chuck Norris walks in. First of all, just seeing Chuck Norris all these years later, I'm like, holy shit. That's Chuck. When I saw that the first time, I'm like, wait, that's Chuck Norris. Oh. He's still doing like, his that's thing. that's the original badass. Yeah, shit. He was fucking kicking ass with Bruce and Lee, dog. Just Bruce Lee, yeah, bro. Like he's a real OG. Yeah. Oh shit! But to see him here, it really like made me smile. There was a line that they had about um, like where Stallone was talking, like, "Oh, I heard a rumor that you got bit by a king cobra," and then Chuck Norris says, "Um, 
Yes, I did. But after five days of agonizing pain, the cobra died. I'm just, I remember sitting there the first time, yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is. You have to love it. Yeah. Oh, shit, dog. I mean, he also knows it. Mm. Yeah. But still, there was so many. There was a reference in Expendables 2 that I love that the Expendables characters are just versions of the people themselves. Because they said that um, the character yeah. played by Dolph Lundgren, like, they were like, oh yeah, they said when he was younger, he had a degree in like chemical engineering. Like he could have like moved on. He could have became a legit engineer, but he chose not to. Because like in reality, like Dolph Lundgren's got like a master's in chemical engineering and he could have gone into that, but he chose to be an actor exactly. instead. But then in the movie, yeah. it's twisted to be like, oh, I did that because I wanted to get closer to this chick. Like, whatever. It's it's something, like, his character would do. And it's like, oh, okay. They're just playing an exaggerated version of themselves. And it's it fits. I liked that they gave Wesley Snipes his first big role after getting out of jail in Expendables 3. It was... Yeah. yeah, it was really sweet seeing him back. Especially because he likely needed it. Especially because he kind of like, not really got blackballed, but he kind of just kind of fell off in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to yeah, hire someone fresh it. out of jail. Just mm. Even if he didn't do it. Like, that's what was fucked up about whatever the Wizzy Snipes. They were like, turns out he did pay his yeah. taxes. He just didn't file the necessary paperwork to say so. Like... It's like, oh, damn. Which is fucked, because it's like, damn, it's so important to know things. Yeah. Because not just... knowing things is the difference. Uh-huh. Literally is the difference. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, he's getting steady work now. Yeah, he is. I last saw him on the sequel. The sequel to that uh, Coming to America flick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dolomite as well. Yeah. And another one, in fact. He's, he's actually kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah, Dolomite was good, Doug. Dolomite was. I'm 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 surprised they didn't nominate that. I mean, I get it. It's a Netflix movie. It's not something they normally go yeah. for, but still, dog. It's not cinematic and whatnot. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if Spielberg might. I don't know if he went back on that, on that notion. But I feel like one of these directors were like, you know, cinema. Cinema is cinema. We shouldn't discriminate too much. Um, yes, there is an intended spectacle to having movies premiere within cinemas, but directors shouldn't take it upon themselves to criticize the art of another just because the medium of his distribution is different. Because once upon a time, you know, the entire film industry was a, a giant black market. Like, like obviously directors and whatnot would make movies in the early 1900s and then they'd sell them to studios like they'd sell them to like actual cinemas so the cinema industry was always a dodgy place where movies were being watched on plots in, in near train tracks or in speakeasies like i don't, I don't know why we're so pretentious now and like we criticize Oh, it's a Netflix movie. Uh, horrible. Like, what the fuck, guys? It's a movie. It's art. It was created with intention. So how it's exempt is totally beyond me. It's just very pretentious. 
Yeah, it certainly is. Just um, plus, you also get the Scorseses of the world saying MCU movies aren't cinema, even though they make it to cinemas and shit. Just oh, that man got a chuckle out of and, me, man. And bro, it's the fact that it's the fact that when gangster movies came out, people used to lombard them that oh, they'll never be westerns. They're just trash, common thug trash. That's how niggas reacted to gangster movies when the first came out. I think the first real prominent gangster movie was like Chinatown, you know? But people never, like, they didn't immediately embrace it. There was always, like, pushback from the older generation. was like, oh, we miss our spaghetti. We we miss our John Wayne's. We miss our, you know, um, there's many guys, our Eastwoods, our Bronsons. So it was like, not even you were like, so why are you doing the same thing that you, that you were faced with back then? Like, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, it didn't even, it didn't even get him anything. It wasn't like, it, it didn't even seem to be a reason for it. It wasn't like the same year his movie came out, it got like squashed at the box office by a superhero movie. Like, nah. His movie yeah. came out. It sat at the box office, and then it went. It's not really... There was never any prior beef. But, yeah. I feel like directors are very threatened by the success of the MCU. And, obviously, as a result, it comes out as very... Um, very arrogant. And, like, like when you're you know? Like mm. when Yeah. Uh, there's um, <clears throat> something similar happened to this movie called Apollo Ten and a Half. It's a rotoscoped movie. It was made by Richard Linklater, and it was amazing. I saw it on Netflix, and it's this amazing film. It's totally, it's completely animated, every last frame. But when dude went to submit it for... Uh, an Academy Award nomination in the animation category, they shot it down because they claimed that it's not a traditional animation. It's not actually... Like, none of these people were drawn or animated by computer. This is just rotoscoping. It's just filming live action and putting an animated filter over it. So it technically doesn't qualify as animation. But at the same time, it doesn't qualify as... A real life movie either because of the fact that it's There's, animated so exactly. There's like a filter on it. yeah it's fucked man like dude like how you how you gonna say some shit like that man like it's if you don't want to nominate the movie just say that don't give this bullshit like oh yeah. it's not animation but at the same time it's not a movie just yeah where, where will we end if we reach a point we're doing so many categories and the best rotoscoped movie is and the best rotoscoped animated movie like you know yeah are we supposed to not have an award for the best traced movie you know oh oh this movie was traced oh really oh cool oh this movie was rotoscoped oh this movie is stop you know stop motion so when will we we can't keep making distinctions yeah, like, Guillermo del Toro had a similar thing with his Pinocchio. It came out, like, last year, 
it was a stop motion thing and there was like some trouble because thing is with it being stop motion there's no actual like animation to speak of there's little dolls being moved around and change settings and whatnot so that same thing came up because like okay technically it's not animation because nothing is animated everything's there but at the same time it's not live action because they're dolls and shit so it's like for fuck's sakes man you're right where does it end where does this end man how how's dude how's anyone gonna get anywhere if there's these non-existent like rules in place like these unwritten rules you, you gotta follow where he gets away with it and it's and it's and it's fucked up the only place where stop motion gets um an, an exemption is because it's in the word motion yeah. even though it's not a piece of paper and a pen or ink or a salt you're still making something move therefore you're animating it because the word animation means to bring to life it doesn't actually need to mean solely paper solely cardboard or plastic or you know yeah. cellophane for the cells it literally just means to make something that is not moving move you're giving it life you're instilling life in it so that's where stop motion gets away with it because it's not traditional animation but it is animation so it tucks in that category in that way when really it's just you know it's yeah it's stop motion yeah it certainly helps you know it will for your guys like your tim burton's your guillermo del toro's they can get their stuff in that way Dude, you should even especially given the, all the work that goes into it, holy shit! You see, like the time lapse videos and like whatnot, like this stuff takes hours. Like, damn. Uh. It's crazy because those hours you'll do like three scenes. Yeah. Three scenes. Oh shit! But also, while we're talking about Pinocchio, dude, we had like a thousand scenes total. Yeah. While we're on the subject of Pinocchio, there were three different Pinocchio movies that came out last year. Three, mm-hmm. three different Pinocchio mm-hmm. movies that came out in the, the same gay one, year. Disney and Guillermo's. Uh. The gay one with the weird accent, Guillermo's masterpiece, and Disney's flop. Oh, I love that you just chalk it up as the gay one and. <laughs> Nothing else. Isn't it weird how he has an accent? I don't get that. What's the point? Oh, shit, dude. Is it, is it a bad voice actor? I think it's a bad voice actor. Because why would they hire him? <laughs> He's like, Father, I don't want to go. Like, why are you speaking like that? Oh, why? dude. It's like, he's like a... I mean, look. Dude. <laughs> if they mean to make him a, a, a gay wooden boy, do that. To just have a voice like that randomly with no intonation is so jarring. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, his inflection, it's so, like, I don't even know what they were thinking. The whole movie is like a fever dream. I watched it last year when I was like, hi. Actually, a bunch of us high. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is so bad. I saw that shit. Yo, 
Dude, I thought it was like one of them low budget like straight DVD joints, man. I didn't I didn't Yeah, it feels like you would play on like Lesotho TV, you know? Dude. <laughs> But nope, a proper U.S. studio put this together and sent it out into the world. Like, I feel like it was a tax write-off. I don't even know, man. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it just feels... I feel like they had money at... whole movie just feels it feels cheap man like like uh, nothing is quality the motion is in quality like the actual cgi like there's no specular highlighting no and pinocchio is just a guy dude he's just a guy who's been painted to look like a doll that model is just a regular guy dude upside dude it, it did give us a laugh like we'll give it i gotta give it that much it did give me a laugh watching that shit just oh stab. but yeah this is what a time we live oh there's a yeah you're saying talking about the lego dude yeah the yeah. lego club what the... yeah. man that's fucked up how you say say uh pinocchio with blonde hair and then you'll see oh man that's fucked like up Tom man Dude, how you gonna how you gonna throw dude under the Tom bus Tom like Tom that <laughs> and 
it looks like him so bad. Like that, that's the crazy part. It just looks like him. In fact, it looks like him in that movie, that tsunami movie. But it just looks like Tom Holland oh, yeah. in general. I remember seeing that. We saw that in what was it? English. I remember. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. We saw that in English. It before was, we even knew him. Before, before we even knew who Tom Holland was, man, it was just yeah. He's just a kid. He's the character. So weird. I remember when they cast him. Like I remember, like you showed me the. It had boiled down to two names, because yeah, there was this whole oh, yeah, like casting. Yeah, and then you, you told me like, oh yeah, they cast Tom Holland. Like right after, I was like, man, who the fuck is Tom Holland? <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I laughed and I was like, I don't know too, <laughs> but it's a guy named Tom Holland. <laughs> and then I googled it and I was like, oh, he was in that movie. I'm not saying... And that's the only thing <laughs> oh, we know him from yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, he's that annoying kid? That younger brother? Piece of shit, you know? Like, oh, well, this is gonna suck. Just Yeah. Whoa. And I remember because everyone was like, man, you got, you got uh, Drake Bell, you know, you got, you got, you got Asa, you got, um, uh, was that really ugly kid from Stranger Kid from Stranger Things? The was, you know you also had him yeah being thrown around. I was like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? At one point, Yo, there um, were so many options. What's his name? Even uh, a Jonas brother as well. <laughs> Who's that guy? I think it's Joe. That fucking guy, man. He was he was in Dune. What's his fucking name? I can't remember his name anymore. He was in Dune. Oh, Timothy. Yes, he was one of the fucking names up there. I'm not saying it would have worked. I'm yeah, just saying. And, and, yeah. and Timothy is old, so he definitely would have been of, of age. Yeah. I think he's like 29. I think he's fucking old. That's so weird, man. Isn't that weird? Like, he's so old. But he looks like 18, so. You know, he's in his late 20s. Dude. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, but I. This is. Oh, man, I remember, not, like, the bus ride back, I remember we were just sitting there talking about this shit, like, like, uh, because, like, it was before the bus had arrived, before the bus had arrived, that was when we were talking about, like, man, who the fuck is Tom Holland? And we it were just sitting there. It was like, <laughs> why? Why this random dude? Why? Like, yeah. everyone up until now has been known, like, Andrew Garfield you know, like, did some stuff before this, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, Toby was out here long before. Yeah. So, who the fuck is this nigga? And even worse, because, like, he is Spider-Man. And then, about a week later, we saw a first look at Tom Holland's workout pics. And he had the ultimate Spider-Man haircut. And we lost our minds. And I was like, man, I take it back. This nigga's eye. Yeah, dude, I... I like held that on to that. Key broke the internet, eh? Yeah, I remember. I was, I was, okay. Seeing those photos, I'm like, okay, this might work. But then I saw his Civil War costume, and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is? I remember I was watching it with Jimmy. We saw the yeah. Civil War trailer, and we both said the same thing. We were like, dude, that's a pajama, man. Like. Yeah, it, it, it's too tight and too flat. Yeah, shit. Look like a big old pajama, man. Like, what the... 
It looked like those Spider-Man costumes you get for Halloween. Just, uh, I understand. I understand most of those. Yeah, most of those scenes were CG, so they looked funny. Okay, I can understand that. But when he was just standing there and it was actually him, it still looked jacked up. So. Yeah, it still looked janky. Yeah, but the one thing that got me more than anything—the eyes. Cause we we were coming off Deadpool, and his eyes moved and oh, they, yeah. and when we saw the retractable the, eyes, yeah, we saw the retractable eyes. We were like, oh fuck, they're just copying Deadpool. They're gonna have his eyes move and shit. Like this is stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, until we realized it was like nanotech, I was like, oh okay, it's okay, nanotech. like now it like, makes sense. How the fuck are his eyes moving? Yeah, that just. I was very confused. I was like, because mm-hmm. in the in the cartoon it makes sense. It's a cartoon, of course. His eyes move to show emotions and shit, but in live action exactly. it was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, you're not gonna magic this shit, you know? Because Deadpool is literally magic at this point. Because how does it? How does it move? We don't know. It's magic. It doesn't matter. It's Deadpool. Yeah. But fucking oh, dude! I just I did not feel Tom Holland Spider Man in the lead up to Civil War. It wasn't until I saw it that I was like, oh damn! Like he he's actually really good. He's cracking jokes and shit. He's more Spider Man than the last two guys. Just exactly. Oh, I was like, ah, cool, cool, bro. Yeah. You know, you, you got your quips. You got your tricks. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, everything you swing, but, you know, it's not a train smash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. But, yeah, it's definitely, it was, it was a time. Certainly, man. Speaking of, on the subject of things that are forgettable, <laughs> not really, but, like, mm-hmm. back to Ant-Man Quantumania. Would you say the movie is forgettable, or is it going to stick with you for a while? I will not lie. There are a few things I can remember. Hmm, yeah. You remember, I remember... Because I've kind of forgotten it. Mm. So I'm definitely like... Like, yeah, like I remember like maybe like eighty six percent of the movie I remember. Actually, no, I'm lying. Make it like seventy six percent. Like there's a mid part, and, and it's crazy because I never, even, I never even like fallen asleep. It, it just didn't register. I think where I get lost is when the battle started and when the betrayal happened. I think that's when I get lost. Right for the most part, you know, Modok and. Dude, fucking cracking jokes. Fucking Modok, dude. That guy's the fuck. That guy's a fucking minion. He's he's just a big ass minion. Just oh god. I really thought he would have a better angry face. Like it's a like it would be revealed. You know, (laughs) I thought okay, it's fine. We have Darren Cross happy smiling emoji face. And then when he gets pissed off, he changes and has like this grotesque Modoc face. Right? Because Modoc is grotesque. That's the point. 
but he's grotesque in a scary way. This Modok is not grotesque in a scary way. He's just grotesque in a grotesque way. So, so, like, yeah, I definitely hey. think they should have had, like, a change. Maybe it wasn't in the budget anymore, or maybe they didn't think of it because they're unimaginative. I do not know. But Modok definitely should have had, like, a really disgusting and scary, angry face whenever he got pissed off. Maybe this movie would make him always pissed off and he'd have, like, this frown. He's always, he's always sporting his frown. I don't know. Something. Shit, my nigga. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to be creative. Jesus, dude. This... This film, like this Modoc, dude, people were laughing every every time the helmet came up and the cinema was in, people laughed. Till the very end. Like every time the helmet came up, people laughed. This character was fucking ridiculous. Just that face. God damn. And just and he was a bitch. It didn't help that he was a bitch. Like Kag made him look like a bitch. Like, yeah, like uh, you have no fighting skills. You have like a weird something you have like lasers and guns like Kang but he also fucks you up if you get a line how, how does he fuck you up if you're apparently a walking army or whatever you call it? just so what did he say the ultimate killing machine yeah cause he is a mechanized oh, something a, a mechanized machine designed only for killing, killing. Or, yeah whatever the whole but for me it's just like then why is Kang disposing you so easily or do you just make it a point not to fight against him Jesus, I don't know dude, this, this movie man this is because you're scared of him oh. why are you scared of him you've known him for like how many years he's known him for since Ant-Man Nine years. So. Yeah, like 2014. And does time work the same in the quantum realm? No, apparently. Why doesn't he age? Does... So do all Kangs have like a weird anti-aging thing? Or are they essentially saying that... Uh, I don't know. Either he stopped his aging completely. Or he slowed his age temporarily. Or he's just very good looking for his age. Which just makes no sense because, you know, in the world of the MCU, people age unless they have a super soldier serum. Like it's implex- like, like it's literally, it's stated. People age, you know, that's why we have flashbacks. So why does he not age in 30 years? Yeah. I don't get that. Plus, time works differently down there. Like, Scott was in Endgame. But Janet still aged a full 30 years up. That's the crazy thing. This... I remember I told you about this. Yeah. I was like, I'm so fucking confused at the inconsistencies. Because how the fuck are you going to tell me that in the specific area of the quantum realm where Scott was, which is the area that is not, you know, encompassed by meteors or land deposits or whatever, in a completely void space in the quantum realm, Right. That specific region of the quantum realm, which of course is bigger than Janet's quantum realm, or maybe it's smaller, maybe maybe the same size, who the fuck knows? 
I would presume it's bigger since this movie apparently clarified that you have to go really subatomic to reach Hang's area for some reason. Fine. So you're telling me that the picture Scott was in Ant-Man and the Wasp at the end of the movie had different time properties than the rest of the quantum realm, where time apparently was the same way. Because Janet aged from age 30-something to age 60-something. She aged all those years, baby. All those years. So why the hell was Scott in the realm for five hours when he should have been there for an actual five years? Oh, I'm just freaking the quantum realm. Okay, cool. That's, that's cool, you know. That's But what about Janet? Mm-hmm. Like I get it. You know, that's a cool story, bro. Works differently. Cool. Good explanation. Thank God for the rat. But what about Janet? So you have three inconsistencies. You have Scott's age and a five year time skip. You have Janet's full aging. Each like he aged up completely, fully, and you have Kang's lack of age. So yeah, I don't get it. Oh, it's Three inconsistencies. So many. I mean, that's what happens when. Like, three different movies have different directors attached to them. You're going to have those inconsistencies. So, but yeah, dude, we can't always sweep it up to that. You know? Just, you got to make it make sense somehow. Yeah, the writing has to be cohesive. Like, look, case in point. If Scott was in the corner for five hours, right? What the fuck was he doing for five hours? Huh? Just sitting there? Floating? Are you telling me if you cannot clock that open then can't get you out after ten minutes when it should take like a single minute? Something is definitely wrong. I would go get help. I would try investigate. I would try do something and not be a useless fuck for five whole hours. Cause what does it mean? I, I was there for, I was there for like five hours. Okay, but what did you do inside there? Where's the POV to what you did? I mean, the first well, movie had it. The first movie showed that... look. Yeah. Yes, he was trapped. That was literally like a minute and a half after after entering because it took... It takes like a second to enter the quantum realm. He was collecting quantum residue for about a minute while having a casual conversation. And then when they got to pull him out, they're not, they're not there anymore. Cool. If If you think to yourself... Mr. Lang, you've been shouting for like five minutes now and there's, and, and there's no reply. Something is wrong. Something is wrong, okay? They didn't go out to get fucking sandwiches. Something is wrong. So go fucking find help. Go find help. Go. Go just sit in the same place for five hours. I don't get that. Why didn't he? It just raised the question why didn't he do what he did last time? Why didn't he enlarge yeah. himself? Just, why can't he leave her? Yeah, because yeah. look, Janet clearly still had the suit, right? Janet went in the quantum realm with the suit. Had the suit. She had particles. Why couldn't she fucking upsize herself? Why? Yeah. Because Janet made Kang years after she was stuck. I would hypothesize like eight, eight or so years because. Flashback Janet in the original uh, Ant-Man and sequel 
is very much Michelle Pfeiffer, Batman 89, late, like late 80s Michelle Pfeiffer. It's very much Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer. But the Michelle Pfeiffer we see with Kang is more like a mid-90s Michelle Pfeiffer. She's a bit, she's maybe like 49 or 50. Like she has some gray in her hair. She has some wrinkles. It's not like the actual Janet who left hope. There's been a few years that have passed. So, like, how, how the hell do you, for like 10 years or less, keep the suit and have an existing pin particle thingy and not use it on yourself? That would be the... You, you, you use it on the, on the fucking engine thingy. But not you. Just Like a decade after being trapped there but you don't use it on yourself you think that would be the first thing she'd try like try to grow out of the road it's not even it's not even like the actual pim particle it's it's like a pim derivative thingy yeah it's not like the actual red it's like a it it looks like a tide pod basically yeah it's like a tide pod why don't you put that in your fucking regular like scott did and grow bitch what are you talking about who's stuck no you weren't you had the suit you're stuck if you have no suit. But you have the suit. So, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Because clearly she used her suit and her abilities as a shield agent, I would assume. She clearly used them to freedom fight in her early years in the quantum realm. Clearly. As well you as know, help Kang fix did. his chair. Yeah. So... Obviously, and why the fuck can't those things get out of it? Or, or they're just like micro-humans. They can't do shit. They're useless. That's another thing, man. Are they humans? Are they aliens? Are they germs? What the fuck are they? They look like people. Obviously, Reed makes no effort to, like, alienize them. They're just a black guy and a white guy. But they're, they're not human. I would assume they call themselves a, a different name because us as humans, we named ourselves, right? We yeah. named us. So if another species in another galaxy or universe, which is technically what the quantum realm is, if people in another universe looked like us existed, they would call themselves something different. You know, they might call themselves Glorbos. Or something, you know. But they evolved exactly like us. Like, they're like us. I in mean, every single way. I dick mean, and all. Dick sure, and anus, right? sure. But you they have, call themselves yeah. something different. You have one guy who can read minds, but, like, that's just one guy. Everyone else is just a guy. Yeah. Plus, not, is yeah. he, like, a mutant? Is that, like, a mutation? Because he's just a guy, but he has powers. But he's just a guy? Yeah. Like if a if a rock falls on you, you're gonna bleed to death, guy. You're oh, gonna bleed to death. The chick. But he has like yeah. man, you, What did he say again? Because I remember they asked him how how to how how he does that, yeah. and he said something. I don't even know what he said. He was experimented on, right? He was experimented on. I don't I don't remember that much, dude. This like you said, this movie's kind of forgettable. Just yeah, like I can't remember a lot because you know he was with the other guy. Yeah. Uh whose name I forgot. I don't even forget. I don't even remember what that guy looks like. Like, He's with the other guy and he's like, 
oh yeah, I can read your mind. And he's like, how are you doing that? And he's like, oh yeah, uh, some experience what I mean. You say some some weird bullshit soft story that doesn't even stick in my mind. Yeah. And then, and they, then they carry on like that's an acceptable answer. Yeah. The thing is, the editing in this movie is weird. Just It is. There was the scene not, Yeah. There was this one scene where they got captured by the people and they were chanting in like the foreign language when Scott like gets to their village and they cut to Cassie, she's her face is like red from the goop she drank. She yells at him, Dad. Drink the goop. Drink the, yeah. And then it cuts to fucking, you know, Hope and her mom and dad. They meet Bill Murray. And then it cuts back and the O's are still chanting. Like, wait, are they here? Are they here now? <laughs> oh, yeah, like it's dude. so weird. Like, wait, 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 wait. Where'd they come from? Oh, fuck. Dude. It's the scene. But it doesn't help because every scene looks the fucking same because the fucking quantum realm. Doesn't yep. make any sense. Dude, just how weird is that, bro? Also, Yo, these characters' actions—it's it, actually annoying. Dude, dude everything <clears throat> is brown and orange, and just oh, dude. And then, and then there's like a weird Avatar stingray for some reason. For some reason. Yep. And they're like flying. I guess to add the... some to add some beauty to the movie. I don't Yo, know, what a what a what a hopeless attempt. I blame the volume. You know that um that volume they film in, you know, like where the whole space can be CGI'd in. It's like yeah, the sound stage. Yeah, I mean, Green screen. Yeah, they had it for Mandalorian, and you could barely tell. I mean, it worked there, but that doesn't mean it will work everywhere. Just Mandalorian was on a desert, exactly. flat Earth. There's nothing yeah. to animate. Okay, shop. It looks great. I'm not paying attention to it anyway. But in a universe, an entire pocket universe full of plants and beings and sources of light all over yeah. the place, you're gonna... There needs to be a third dimensional perspective. Yeah. We can't be seeing things in the background constantly. You're also, right. Also, shit can't look blurry. Yeah, like... like, there were scenes where the actors were right in, in the main focus and the background looked fuzzy. This isn't my eyes That's doing thing, that. It's, it's a it's a LED. Yeah. Because the thing is, they need a big set in the in the foreground, but they can't build a big set because it costs too much money. It's not like you know Infinity War or Endgame where they actually build sets on Titan. The reason why those battles felt fully immersive is because they actually built fucking practical sets to link. And marry the two shots. Marry the physical shot with the digital shot. There's a reason why that's done. But for this movie, it's just fucking LEDs and green screen. Like, it's fucking stupid. And because of that, you lose the sense of connectivity. It doesn't feel connected or grounded to the world. It just feels like a filter on a on a really good smartphone app. Yeah. Like, um, or one of those apps where you can change the background of a photo you took. Like, you... Yeah. You in that photo no, will look really good, but that background, I don't care what it is, it's going to look fake. Like, remember that, that CGI app that I had on my iPad? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so... It looks cheap. Mm. And I think that's due to rewrites. Changing what needs to happen and what needs to be seen. 
leaving less rendering time for final effects. Yeah, it happened in in Multiples of Madness. Like Wanda was supposed to have this huge fight scene where she would kill a bunch of wizards. They choreographed it. Yeah. And then it's not in the movie because like the script changed. So all the CGI and stuff they did and, and the previews that had to, they had to start over and it came out looking not as good. Yeah, scrapped and shit. Even in Thor Love and yeah. Thunder, Jane's fucking becoming Thor. They had to scrap yeah, that shit. Yeah, it was shit. different. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Mar- it was a different storyboard. Marvel has a problem, man. Things feel a lot less planned out than before. Like, what is happening? Oh, shit. But- I, think, I think the rushed phase of the... What is this guy? Of, of the Chappic era is still leaving a dent. But now that now that um, Iger is back, I feel like we're slowing down and we're kind of getting back in the groove. Because they just said that they would make less MCU content moving forward, like per year. Because yeah. think about it, bro. 2021 was an oversaturation, oversaturation of shows. Yo, TV shows, my God, we had movies. Someone's dogs. Someone counted. We had more content, right? This year, um, movies and TV shows, ours, right? We've had more content this year, uh, you know, last year, I mean, like in the past year, than the MCU did from 2008 till 2017. We have more hours of content collected in last year alone than 2010 in this case, 2008, 2017. How fucked up is that? We clocked nine years worth of content in a year. That's two Hours whole worth. phases, dog. That's two whole ass That's how you phases. know that we... That's how you know that we went overboard. Yeah. Bro, like, you count What If, Falcon, uh, like, everything. WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. Every She-Hulk, yo, so many shows, bro, so many shows. Moon Knights, oh my god, and movies, fucking Eternals, Black Widow, No Way Home. Um, what else do we have? It's Shang Chi. Uh, uh, Shang Chi. Yo, that's already four movies. That's four movies in one year, and there's still more. You have, uh, fuck, what's number five? You have Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. You have... Um, Wakanda Forever, yeah. Wakanda Forever. Um, you have... What's the other one? Oh, Strange. Oh, you have yeah, uh, Werewolf by Madness. Night. Yeah, Werewolf um, by Night, yeah. You know... But that was a special. You have... Well... Yeah, but it's still part of the MCU. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. still... It's still right after the hours counts. Yeah. Like, so much Phase 4 content... The fact that phase four is longer than phase one to three, yeah, bro, that's literally the definition of oversaturation. That's the definition of oversaturation. And I'm glad they're making Armor Wars into a movie now because that means less saturation. Yeah. I mean, look, I I understand that certain stories need a series because they need to be fleshed out accurately. 
but with armor wars, all we need to know is that there's some there's there's Rhodey and there's scrolls and there's Sharon and they want a weapon. That's all you need to know. It doesn't need to be a fleshed out story that has like a, a war machine flashback. We don't need that. Like we could get it for like a few minutes, but we do not need you know, a fucking like a forty two minute flashback of nineteen ninety six in Iraq and Rhodey's facing this guy who he would later butt heads with in the future. No, I don't need that. Keep it. And with all due respect, there are some shows that should have been movies like Falcon and Winter Soldier that easily, easily could have been a movie. Just a nice two hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been like a good one because it would have carried the tone of the original film and sequel. Yeah. But still, though, man, just. Would have been very good. I mean, it wouldn't have hit like Captain America's first movie because that ending, bro. That ending yeah, was Yeah, that movie had to. Yeah, that movie was very. Um, it was period piece in, in the perspective of how things were, but it still had to tie back into the real modern day world, given its ending yeah the uh famous line uh i had a date like just oh that was bro with the theme playing behind it was like actually let me let me find it because this is crazy 